0: And Congressman Rodney Davis joins us this morning. Congressman, how are you, sir?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys?
0: We're good. Good to have you with us this morning.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Did you see any excitement with the uh, Supreme Court nominee yesterday? Everybody was jumping up and down and running for president. I didn't hear a lot about what she actually uh, stood for, but there you go. It's
1: it's sad with these Supreme Court you know, confirmation processes have become, I mean, I remember, I, I think I was at Milliken University during the Clarence Thomas hearings, and we saw those kind of devolve into things that uh, just made made TV news and yeah. they made news bites. And, and then you look at what happened to Kavanaugh, the tragedy. I think somebody should ask, somebody should ask uh, Judge Jackson, I mean, does she think that there's a sitting Supreme Court justice that uh, without any evidence at all, is a gang rapist?
0: Well, that's the kind of thing it was uh, lowering itself to the other day. So it's going to be kind of wild to see what we end up with. But
1: well, it's it's just frustrating. I mean, that's what that's what we're getting to. And, and and the Kavanaugh confirmation was just the apex of idiocy and ignorance. And and unfortunately, what this is going to lead to, it's it's going to lead to constancy and I certainly hope we can change that. And and this is a lot more tame than what we saw with Kavanaugh and Coney
0: Barrett. <laughs> no doubt. What else going on, Congressman?
1: Well, I've been traveling around in, uh, you know, I was in, in Logan County yesterday, DeWitt and Pyatt County. I've uh, been going to a lot of the parts in the, the new 15th district that I live in. Uh, that, it's it's interesting. Uh, uh, earlier this week, I was a few miles outside of Terre Haute, Illinois, which is up near Burlington, Iowa. And then the next day, I was 20 miles outside of Terre Haute, Indiana, in Paris. Huh. So it just goes to show you how large this gerrymandered mess is that the Democrats uh, have, have have put me into.
0: I haven't really looked at how that district is laid out. It must really go from one end of the state to the other, huh?
1: It goes from Taylorville, where I live. You take a southwesterly southwesterly direction down to Highland in okay. eastern Madison County and then go back northeast to Paris and then all of a sudden shoot due west. <laughs> Take in northern Champaign, northern Macon, uh, Sangamon, uh, Morgan County, Jacksonville, all the way to the river and then shoot up to Iowa and back down to Godfrey which is on the west side of Madison County. It's the most beautiful parts of 35 counties in central, southwestern, eastern, uh, western and northwestern Illinois.
0: So I'm taking that if you were going to draw that map, you might have drawn it a little bit differently.
1: Oh, I think anyone in any state legislature would have drawn this differently, except maybe New York. New York, <laughs> York, might, have, uh, New York might have comparable crayon-driven gerrymandered lines. I mean, it's it, but you know we laugh about it because it's so it, it's so expected here in Illinois with the corrupt yeah. Democrats in Springfield doing it, but when you look at what's happening in other states where eric holder and barack obama are leading the charge to sue republican states and you look at those maps those maps look pristine compared to what we see here in illinois and what we see in new york but of course eric holder can't be anywhere near democrat states complaining about their gerrymandering
0: <laughs> do you do you sometimes feel a little paranoid that maybe they're out to get you <laughs> <laughs>
1: What would make me
0: feel that (laughs) way? I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking.
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, you know, it's the good news is I've known it since I got involved in this. I mean, Remember, my first race, I won closest Republican victory in the nation and found out even before I met her that Nancy Pelosi didn't like me. Um, She spent millions to beat me. But I've known ever since then that it was always going to be a fight, and I've worked with Democrats when I could, but I've fought them every single chance i had and so much so that you know nancy pelosi a few months ago her and her team called me the most desperate man in washington which tells me i'm actually doing something right
0: (laughs) you must be the way it sounds Mm. well uh what else going on congressman anything you want to bring up this uh, morning
1: especially your ag listeners I, i think we need to take into consideration that we're going into another farm bill coming up in the next congress that's why it's imperative that republicans win control of congress again so that every single so that every single farm bill title doesn't have to address a climate issue when we're already doing our part as as americans and especially our ag sector doing their part in reducing carbon emissions Um, you need good common sense ag leadership and that's what i hope to bring during my debating my now third farm bill to be able to put some good tweaks in that are going to continue, especially at a pretty volatile time for our farmers with the input costs and with the global marketplace, uh, they need certainty right now. And, and that's what we hope to give them. So I'm looking forward to that in the ne- after the next election, moving into 2023. But, A lot of things going on in D.C. right now. A lot of things happening in the globe, too, buddy.
0: Well, I was surprised to see the farm leaders are saying, well, we're going to have to scrape for money this time because we've already been given money for this and that. And, you know, we're still going to need money to, you know, get some things done here. So it's going to be kind of wild to see how they fund all this this year.
1: Well, the good news is, because we've enacted pretty good policies in the past, and I'll take credit for for some of those policies that, that I helped help put in place, but we've got a great risk management program. We have pre-planned disaster assistance. We call it now crop insurance, right. and it's a public-private partnership that works. It lowers the cost to taxpayers, and it gets the farmers the assistance that they need in a pretty volatile profession that they've chosen. Uh, but when we're looking ahead, uh, I, I think you need, you need people that are sitting at the table that, that have been through pandemics that we've uh, we 've seen marketplaces ravaged that have been through previous policy making decisions and we'll be able to to kind of sift through what is what is just a, a, an ask or what is a legitimate ask and, and then we 'll pass the policies to to address those legitimate asks.
0: Well, some uh, farm leaders and others have talked about the fact we need to get some of these oil pipelines going again, and the administration seems like they're just completely against it. So.
1: They are. Uh, <laughs> the Biden administration, like many of the climate hysterics that I've dealt with in my time in Congress, um, they they like high gas prices. Sure. They they want to drive prices up even higher. The last thing they want to see is America, America being energy independent once again. They don't want uh, oil companies to be able to drill, even though the the price per barrel of oil is making a lot of Middle Eastern sheiks very, very wealthy right now. Uh, and, And the administration, I think, follows some of these climate hysterics instead of listening to the American people. And the American people are going to speak up, and they're going to be forced to listen at the Biden administration when Republicans take over the House and take over the Senate at the ballot box this year
0: well there's a story in The Wall Street Journal here that says Chevron lobbies the u s to add more Venezuelan oil boy we're just doing anything and everything backwards the way it sounds
1: yeah I've not seen that article and that's a little bit disappointing uh, we we cannot solve America's lack of energy independence by going to buy oil off of Maduro mm-hmm. or going to buy russian oil that that is those are the decisions that a Biden administration will make that will continue to send uh, that will continue to send voters toward Republican solutions. Well, uh, we're seeing that in central Illinois, and and frankly, um, politically it's great, but it's damaging our country.
0: Well, it's, it's like some of the uh, leaders have said, you know, we need to get these pipelines back open. Electric cars are great, but we're 10 years away from getting them the way the administration wants to have them.
1: Yeah, I mean, we want to sell more Rivian vehicles. They're going to be made in Illinois, but not every one of my constituents can afford one, let alone afford to wait for one to be produced. Right, and and then be able to put it on the roadway. And and at the same time, guys, we're watching we're watching administrations like the Pritzker administration that's got to go. What a freaking disaster that's been. But they've implemented a, an energy bill that's going to uh, that's going to shut down our coal based. Generating plants. They won't allow natural gas plants to go into those coal plants. And they've prolonged our nuclear plants as the only baseload generator that's going to be acceptable. And and I've told everyone who listens, even my friends at Exelon who run the very valuable Clinton plant. Sure. The climate hysterics are coming after them next.
0: Mm -hmm. They've already gotten
1: rid of coal. They're already gotten they've already gotten rid of natural gas plants. And they're going to come after our nuke plants. And when we don't have baseload generators, you cannot power the American economy on wind and solar alone affordably, let alone power an entire electric vehicle fleet. So these are the issues that I don't think many Americans are taking a look at right now. But long term, because of what J.B. Pritzker did in our energy sector right here in Illinois, it's going to lead to much higher utility prices. It's going to lead to less reliability on our electrical grid. And at the same time, he and his allies are going to begin attacking the nuclear industry. And I'm going to fight them on that, too.
0: Well, it's going to be a crazy time during the elections this year in this state. But nationally, I'm starting to hear rumors about President Biden again. And they're saying they don't think he's going to either finish out the term or will leave after a first term. What kind of stuff are you hearing on that?
1: Oh, I'm not hearing anything on that. I mean, there's there's always wishful thinking that, you know, the Democrats will, will make better decisions politically. But unfortunately for them, or fortunately for us, I, I don't think they're going to make any better decisions this election cycle. And then it's going to be up to us Republicans. When we, we take over the House again and we take over the Senate, uh, we're going to have to fight the administration. Uh, some of their, their very egregious policy decisions. We're going to have to exercise our oversight responsibility, but we're also going to have to find a way to govern, because that's what the American people want. If they give us the authority to govern, we've got to actually govern. And, and that's where we, uh, we lost the faith of enough American voters in 2018 that they gave Democrats control. And now I, I, I hope and I pray that they're going to give it back to us, and we've got to do a better job of getting things
0: done when we when we get it back. I know we've only got a couple minutes left, but uh, we talked about Governor Pritzker. Is there anybody on the Republican side that you're seeing that can beat him, that, that will come to the forefront and beat him?
1: Yeah, I haven't made an endorsement. Um, I, I, I likely will as the election cycle moves forward. Uh, I think Every Republican candidate right now, if, if that Republican wins the primary, I think J.B. Pritzker has been such a disaster that being a Democrat, even in Illinois, is becoming toxic. And I think any of our candidates can beat J.B. Pritzker right now, guys.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Congressman. We uh, appreciate your time this morning, Rodney.
1: Hey, great to talk with you guys. Take care and uh, go watch some wrestling, C.W.
0: Hey, they're going to be at the State Farm Center. Are you coming over for that?
1: Oh, did. <laughs> In June. coming in June. (laughs) In June. Well, I have to see the lineup. Okay. I don't don't want any second-rate ones that you probably
0: like. All right. Thank you, Congressman Rodney Davis. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, sir. Take care, guys. All right.